I don't want your, 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 your. It's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. On this beautiful day. Good morning, two and three. With Morocco, San Fernando. Streaming live from Miami. And it's all on the road radio. It's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM, Rock Radio. Yo, 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 good morning, good morning, what up, what up, GM, GM. Tuesday, November 29th, 2022, look at that, another beautiful day to have a beautiful day. The sun is shining. In Miami, <laughs> I got my co-hosts in the house, Bando, Osef. What's up, y'all? Good morning. GM, man, what's up? Vibing, bro. GM, dude. How are you doing, Mando? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm loving Miami. It's, uh, it's uh, nice this time of year. You had a good run? Yep, yep. Just had to How much did you run? Because you know? you're, you're like a savage. You run like, you're, you're, you're insane. I run from here to like... Um, it's kind of South Beach area, so it's it's about ten kilometers there, there and back. <laughs> it's in like ten kilometers total. How did you run ten k with what we ate last night? Holy, maybe that's why you had to run. Um, because can did we eat a lot? Uh, and it was heavy. <laughs> yeah, oh, I just, just needs to recover, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel Credit that. Credit card roulette has also not been a, a kind mistress to me. Recently. Oh, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Every, like the part. last three dinners I've been to Mando with, he's the one that brings up credit card roulette and he's lost. He, so. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, careful what you wish. Uh, careful what you wish for, right? Is that the quote? Exactly. Uh, and so, exactly. you know, last night, um, Mando, Osef, myself and, and Keyboard Monkey had dinner. Uh, beautiful dinner. Uh, great people. Loved it. And uh, and uh, and uh, we uh, we had some good food. And Mando, at the end, you know, it was it was quite a hefty bill uh, because we were at the surf club, uh, and we decided to go for the white truffle pasta because it is white truffle season per keyboard monkey. You know, he knows his shit, right? He's uh, he's very bougie. Uh, and uh, and so uh, Mando goes, let's play credit card roulette. And I'm like, okay, like let's do it. I mean, it might as well. <laughs> and I guess I have that boarding. I have a boring card. My card is made out of plastic. Uh, and is not one of the big ones, um, which is probably why the guy didn't pick it. He was like, okay, this guy's the pleb. Uh, I'm not going to pick this guy. I can tell that he's not the guy that should be winning a credit card roulette. And then he picked Mando's card that's made out of platinum, titanium, gold, diamond. I don't know what it's made out of, but it's rock solid, uh, and it'll it'll knock someone out the feet. So uh, I guess he picked that one because he knew. He was like, that's the guy with the 72 board apes. Not the other guy, not the not the other small dude sitting next to him on his left, not Ovi. He's like, yo, this guy, that's the guy with the 72 board apes in his wallet. That's the guy that's picking up the bill. I'm never playing again. I'm never playing again. <laughs> I've heard that one before. Never drinking also, again, never gambling what, what again. What I realized just now is that KBM's card got chosen first, right? And then he turned it into being last, last you got, standing. Right? No, no, no. My, you, car got, my car got picked first. It was mine. You was did that, oh, Mando. Really? Okay. You did that, Mando. I, I thought I lost. And then KBM I was like, ah. It's the last man standing. I was like, ah, oh, nice. I, so right. actually, I won. What actually happened? Uh, what actually happened It'll is get that me somewhere or another, he picked OSF, know? and then we're like, oh, OSF is paying. And then you went, Mando. You said, no, it's the card that's picked last. And so that's where I started having a small heart attack um, because I think it was over a thousand dollar dinner. 
and uh, and that's the whole ETH right now. Uh, and then <laughs> and then uh, and then uh, well, I guess you know um, you got got. So congratulations, Mando. Uh, you played yourself. But point being, uh, Jazz, how you doing? How's Jazz? I want to know how Jazz is doing. Jazz is the person having the most fun in Miami right now. Let me tell you guys that. That's what I do, man. I have fun everywhere I go, man. I'm having a freaking blast looking at this view. Last night was amazing. Like, I met, like, a thousand people. Like, Illa, the producer. I saw spotty Wi-Fi. Like, it's so much fun here, man. I'm having a blast. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it is fun. And we're, we're going to talk about this in a second, actually, because um, this is actually uh, – it's been nothing but a blast so far. My first 24, uh, 24 hours in Miami. Uh, and I'm actually really impressed at the work that Kenobi and – Rendered it with Metaverse Miami, uh, and the like. Genuinely, I think it's good because it's like um, these conferences are all about quality of the people, uh, and so far I've seen quality of people. Uh, I've or see like today is the main day, so we're going to see what, what what it's like. Uh, Ovi and I just got off stage, Mando. Actually, uh, we crashed a Nifty Portal show, um, and so we we ended up on stage with them. So it's probably recorded if you listen back to the other one. But we 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 ended up going up on stage with them and had a fun chat. Uh, with uh, Nick, P.O., Easy, Spencer, and uh, Ovi and I. So that was a lot of fun. So we just crashed that. There was some people, they beat their numbers in Vegas. Uh, there was a whole 12 people. So that's up two and a half uh, from, uh, from Las Vegas. Uh, so congratulations. The 9.30 shift. The 9.30 shift is a tough it's one. Actually, it's actually 9 a.m., not even nine thirty. No, I'm obviously I'm kidding. Like it was actually, it was actually like there was a, a bunch of people. It was fun. It was entertaining, and I I, I commend them for doing that because like having the roadcaster on the floor, like their setup, Mando. It was interesting. Ovi and I were like studying it, but like you have four mics tapping into one roadcaster, then you have the computer. Like you got to give it to them. They they really like they make they put the effort into do it live. And again at nine in the morning. Um, see ten thirty. I'm good. I'm 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 ready to go. I'm happy. I went to bed early. Got a whole eight nine hours sleep, but uh, but but then I got to give them a lot of credit, and it was a lot of fun, you know, um, being on 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 stage with them. I, I liked them a lot, so it was uh, it was funny, um, and so that was fun. And then the event last night was good as well, right? The uh, the the opening party. Yeah. So, so. I guess let's, let's talk about it. I mean, we're at Metaverse Miami, all three of us. Um, and so is Golden. Actually, all, actually, all four of us. I'm trying to get NFT stats connected. I guess it seems he can't connect. Sam's trying to come up. Uh, but it's uh, we're here. And so last night was like the opening like welcome party. Uh, I think it's six. And uh, I was really surprised. It was really fun. A um, lot of good people. Um, great moments. I'm going to post a couple photos later. Uh, but it was it was just like it was just fun to see like you know uh, the industry right that's what we call it <laughs> the space it's like pretty much in, it was more industry yesterday than just the space uh, and it was good but I guess that's what we when we were talking about because we we're just down there Mando um, and it was actually like it was one of those conferences where it was actually people <laughs> and it's because like I genuinely think because obviously you had to mint an NFT uh, to go there right it was about point three ETH mint with at this price like. Uh, like, it's like 300 bucks, right? So it's like totally worth it if you ask me uh, for the quality of the people that are there. And then like, if you're minting, you're intentionally minting it, right? So you actually want to show up. And so, yeah, I think uh, I think that's the way it should be. And then you can rent out your ticket as an NFT if you don't can't make it or shit. Like, so it's, I don't know. I think it's uh, I think it's really cool. Um, and uh, And I can't wait. So you guys are talking when again? Today, right? All of us? Yeah, I'm at, uh, I'm at one o'clock. One o'clock, okay. right? Yeah, one to two, and and the England game starts at two. So I'm gonna be, uh, gonna be jetting to the 
she did jet into the bar straight afterwards to watch the game. Yeah, one to two. Uh, wow, Mando's rugged. Okay, well, I'm not going to ask him when he speaks. I'm going to figure it out myself instead. Man- not- Mando speaks. Mando speaks like after the conference is finished, right? We were saying. I, I think so. I think he's in the back. Like in, in I think the, he's speaking. He's in, my in the car park. It's in the car park. Yeah, my, so my bedroom. Right? <laughs> it's in your bedroom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my fuck. Everybody, if you have Instagram, go to Instagram right now and look at my Instagram stories. First of all, you're going to see that white truffle uh, pasta I was talking about. But second of all, uh, you're going to see my. My view, um, which <laughs> I think I was put in the worst room in the hotel. Um, <laughs> I wake up and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm going to open my windows and look at the sea because I live in Montreal in between buildings. It's cold. I, I genuinely, it's not a meme. I literally work all day. So I don't like take time to like look outside. And then um, and I, I open the door and there's three hardworking Miamians. <laughs> Is that what you call them? Miamians uh, cleaning up the roof. And that's my view this morning. I'm here laying down with my girlfriend. I'm thinking, yeah, you know, I'm cuddle with Vanessa and look at the sea. No. I open the window. I can't open the window because they're looking at me. Uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah, Amanda, now that you're back, uh, now that you're back on stage, I hear you're hosting. Uh, your your, your, your panel is going to be in my, in my bedroom, I hear. That's where they put you. Yeah, I, I think I'm actually in a different hotel. I'm in like a two-star hotel down the road. <laughs> oh, my God. So you're actually on two panels, not one, sir. Uh, you are, maybe it was added last night, I don't know. You're on NFT, DYOR, Web3 Markets, and investigating strat- investing strategy, not investigating. That's for Mario. Um, wait, hold on. And then... Um, <laughs> Sorry, I have that Nick energy because I was on stage with him and he's so funny. Yo, oh, Nick needs to quit whatever he's doing going to stand-up comedy, bro. Um, he's so funny. So you were Greg Norman Jr., Jonah Blake, and it's moderated by Nitty B. Uh, so it's at 4.30 p.m. I think you and I clash. I think I am at 4.15. So come catch me for 15 minutes and then go catch... Yeah, and then go catch Mando. For the whole hour. Just watch me for 15. Uh, Keith is monitoring our panel. It's going to be fine. I guess this is his first outing. It's Moonpay. So, uh, <laughs> but it'll uh, it'll uh, it'll be cool. Uh, the Friarsand chat. And then you're also moderating tomorrow, Mando, by the way. Um, apparently, that's what it seems. At 2 p.m. NFT market dynamics. Ooh, that's not bad. Um, so, it'll be cool. So, that's what it seems like. And then I'm also moderating your panel today at 2 p.m. 2.45 p.m. Right during... Your match, so England, but you guys got it, whatever. It's against Wales. Iran, USA, which is today. If Iran wins, USA's out. Uh, sounds pretty political to me, if you if you ask me. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an interesting uh, an interesting matchup, uh, which is gonna be on stage. Uh, Kenobi, and to all the people that I am hosting later, moderating. I'm moderating Illa. I'm moderating Swan. I'm moderating Bobby Hundreds, and I'm moderating Avery Akineni, um, President Vayner. Uh, I will be broadcasting the match on my cell phone while I'm moderating you guys. Um, I don't make the rules. You know, it is the World Cup. It's uh, it's six weeks every four years, you know. And, the, you know, in the words of the great Drake, you only live once. Uh, so, <laughs> so, um, so that is, you know, this you know, your favorite philosopher. Um, with that, with that, with that's a good roundup. Uh, it's been for a catch up about Miami. We'll give you more news every day. Every day we're going to tell you how Miami goes. Sam. Good morning. What's up, man? How's it going? Dude, I'm great. I saw you post a picture of Miami. I was going to text you after the show and ask you, where the fuck are you? Because I got to meet you. Let's go, man. No, there's a uh, proof. Proof is having a little offsite here. So we're, oh. at, we're at a hotel. 
You guys have oh, an no, event, right? Of, I, it's more. This is actually the first time the whole team's getting together since NYC. So, and I joined after NYC. So, it'll be the first time meeting a lot of people face to face. Does Does Proof not have an event though? Isn't Isn't there like a a Proof? Oh thing? yeah, we have an event too. We have an event too. I think I don't. I think it's five on the first. p.m. Something. I, don't even know. I had it in my notes. Someone sent it to me. I think it was Danny. Uh, five p.m. on the first, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, let me tell you when your own event is. Uh, so your Thank event, you. your your event for the company you work for, uh, is at five p.m. Uh, on Monday, December first. Could you uh, text me the details, dude? Yeah, of course. Sure. Let me. Uh, I'm just, let me. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, I'm gonna hit up my friend Kevin Rose, uh, and I'll let you know. Okay. Have you heard of him yeah. before? We can do a three-way WhatsApp. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Oh man. All right. Let's talk. Let's get into NFTs, crypto. I'm I'm glad we got Sam on stage because we're gonna need some stats. Um, and, uh, and there's a lot, there's a lot going on, there's a lot going on in space. Uh, you love to see it. Uh, so, uh, let's get right into it. But first, but first, but first, uh, today on the show, macro NFT daily summary, as usual, uh, Miami, our basil recap. Well, we just did that. Um, do you need uh, a PFP to succeed? I don't know why I put that in the titles. It was last night. I did post this at 1153 PM ET. Um, cause Mando didn't send me titles and usually he sends me titles and he totally rugged me. Uh, yesterday, but it's okay. He's in Miami. He deserves a break. Um, and I, I heard there's a bunch of other news uh, going around. And then we have a chat with another block uh, team. Uh, they're going to come up. So today's partner, uh, it's actually Music NFTs. Y'all know I love my Music NFTs. And then this show, of course, as usual, is powered by Uniswap, the most trusted name in DeFi. And by the way, tomorrow morning, Hayden Adams himself, the CEO and founder of Uniswap, one of the top five Biggest name in crypto is going to be on our show. I'm not going to lie. I'm totally fanboying. Uh, we're super excited with Ovi and Mando to be able to host that. It's, it's obviously like at this stage an honor. And it's so excited. So it'll be tomorrow morning. He's actually going to be coming. I know you guys are used to having our guests at 1115. Uh, he's actually going to be coming, I think, right off the bat, around 1030 to 1045. So uh, don't miss him. Um, you know, they may or may not have something coming up, you know, and we may or may not. Uh, be breaking it and be the first people to have Hayden talk about it. But that may or may not have been an announcement of an announcement the day uh, before our own announcement of an announcement. So it's going to be a big day uh, <laughs> for GM Web 3, Rug Reader as a whole. I can't wait. All right. All right. Enough for talking. Uh, let's get right into it. Daily Market Report. Brought to you by Rug Radio. What's the word? Yeah, hey guys, to be honest with you, there's not really much to report today. Um, equities had a weak day yesterday. That was on the back of the China stuff that we talked about yesterday. Um, today, traditional markets are basically unchanged in equities. They're basically unchanged in interest rates. They are a little bit higher in oil, but basically unchanged there as well. So nothing to really add. I think the main thing there will still be payrolls that we get on Friday, even then, like I, I don't think pay like payrolls this year hasn't really been that much of a vol event. CPI and inflation has had much more of an impact. So, unless payrolls comes in hugely above expectations or hugely below expectations, I, I even then I don't think we'll see a huge move either way on Friday. But that's the main thing we're waiting for this week. Crypto is back to being not volatile at all. You know, like Bitcoin's been between sixteen point two and sixteen point five k for like three weeks now. ETH has been between I don't know, 11.50 and 12.10 for something like three weeks now as well. So we're back to, we seem to be back to that mode in crypto where all the volatility is is completely sapped out. 
the one big mover again is is ApeCoin. I think it was up another ten to fifteen percent in uh, yesterday, so it's back above four now, and that's just the same thing really. Is it's into the staking expectations, uh, which I believe launch in just over a week, um, and that's pretty much it. It's just uh, it's quiet out there. Uh, nice to have quiet markets. Well, you know, you have something like Art Basel Miami, so everyone can kind of like chill out and relax. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm done talking. I'm done talking. Well, I'm starting to talk, uh, Ovi. Uh, and so, yeah, not much. I guess we're waiting for December 2nd. Mm-hmm. See, I remember. Being better. Um, yeah, I made the same joke yesterday. Uh, I'm really just nice, turning, into, I'm turning into a whole <laughs> dad, dude. I mean, you're the one that just got married. Mando just got a kid, and I'm the one that's starting with the dad jokes. And You've been hanging around us way too long. Yeah, yeah. Mando's turning me to a, into into a, in, into a, into one of those. You know, I I spent I spent some time with him, and he did say what that he I wants to love me. For here? What am I getting blamed for? <laughs> turning turning you into a dad joke person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's actually wow, you're not getting blamed for anything. Taking the anything. hits at the moment, aren't I? First, no, don't last worry. Night, you could, <laughs> you can always give you the titles. <laughs> Mando, you did rug the titles because you are the chief title officer of this show. Okay, let that let that not um, you know get out of the way. Um, I am here giving you flowers though in that way when I'm saying that, right? Uh, and so- I love how you went for. Do you need a PFP to succeed? You did like you were just thinking, and that that's what you went for. Like it's a real reaching. I think because I was I reading. That- no, it's because you know why? Because we were having this conversation yesterday with a bunch of people uh, at the party, uh, Metaverse Miami. There was one of the conversations that came up, uh, and we were talking about like which projects and companies are actually like doing things when we're looking at one year back at Art Basel last year and Art Basel this year. You know, you start reminisce and like who's here, who's doing what, who's announcing what, and this and that. Like, what's going on? And like, and then we were we riffed off on like that whole uh, utility NFT, and we started talking about DApps and and Rec guys and. And what we're doing and everything. So I, I remember that's what it was. Uh, I was also exhausted. I went to bed right after. Um, but yeah. Anyways, 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 anyways. Let's talk about NFTs because I do have some questions. Uh, and I know there's a couple things uh, going on uh, on that front. Who is the man, macro daddy of the land? Can you dig it? Dig it. GM everyone, look, it's been um, a pretty quiet. I think twenty four hours. There was um, there was some news around Clonex. They released like a trailer um, of like the upcoming Animus project. It looks like the there's going to be like two experiences coming up um, related to that. I think over the next couple of days, um, which I'm sure we'll give more details about how that drop is going to happen and what the storyline maybe is going to be. But basically, like a cinematic trailer was released by Artifact um, overnight. You had Ute, which is the, the project on Solana. They announced like a staking, um, staking of their project. I think it's going to be in wallet staking, um, and it's kind of. I think you you earn like a new sort of token. It's not it's not that it's not dust. I think you have to use dust to actually uh, stake it and unstake it. But you earn a different token for for staking your Utes. Uh, we obviously have have um, Sam on stage. I know there was some news, or at least some. Announcements by Proof, I think, uh, yesterday, right? About about the I don't know upcoming strategy around around art drops, is it? And if you wanted to maybe talk about that, I don't think there's any huge new announcement. I did see something on Lucky Trader about people. I, I actually wasn't familiar that we actually dropped an announcement. Did did we drop something, or was it just? Yeah. So let me tell you about that company, Proof. Um, <laughs> I, I, I had four. Air- I, I am loving this. Four. I am loving this. <laughs> 
I don't think we dropped news. I'm sorry. Did we? I don't know because I've been out of the loop uh, with like all NFTs the last 24 hours. I actually just staked my ute. Thank you for letting me know, uh, Mando. Uh, so that's done. Uh, but Mando, what's up with Proof? Sorry, I got rugged there for a minute. Uh, I think it's just an announcement about their strategy. I think the whole direction of Proof is moving more um, increasingly towards like being an art uh, ecosystem. So they always had a lot of success with the Proof Grails uh, seasons one and two. And I think that's going to be a large bit of their strategy, I think, going forward. It was just detailing how they were going to do that, or at least a shift of focus. Yeah, I think that, I mean, I, certainly if you look back at where a lot of the big wins have been for Proof and for the collective in particular, it's all been, like, the Grails have had some some serious, serious wins. So I think that's certainly going to gonna be a, a huge piece of the focus. I don't want to say a new piece of the focus, because I think if you kind of look back at Kevin's podcast and the history of the collective and pretty much everything that this project has been about from the beginning art's been been key to the focus but uh definitely expect more kind of details on how, how we're gonna how we're gonna push grails forward and what that's gonna evolve into going forward yeah i mean you guys crushed it with the the like one thing you guys have done really well all along i gotta give it to proof is the um, is on the art side um obviously this Kevin talks about that a lot, right? I mean, when he came on our show, he was talking about his art collection and whatnot. We went into that, but obviously he was uh, quite the collector. I mean, still is, but before the whole uh, proof stuff. But um, So it's um, it's pretty cool. I don't know if you've heard of him. You've, you've ever heard of Kevin Rose? Kevin? Who? No, but if you look at the, if you look <laughs> at the Grails, the, the way the Grails drops work, and I don't know if everyone's familiar with this, but the way it works is they put basically, they take 15 pieces of art, something in the 15, like around 15, and they don't tell anybody who the artist was. And then the collective gets to pick which pieces they want. And then there's a reveal day, and everyone gets one, and then there's a reveal day where you find out who the artists were. And Grails won, Larva Labs did a piece, and that started trading in the 20 to 30 ETH once it was revealed. Uh, Snowfro did a piece for, for the second Grail, and Snowfro's piece traded in the 20 to 30 ETH range. So some of these collective drops, if you got something by an artist who... Had a certain provenance or, or celebrity to them. Those those drops were twenty to thirty ETH drops. So I think like that's where there's just been a ton of value dropped to members of the collective. I mean, along with the two Moonbirds and whatnot. But but it's really been. I think I think the Grails has been one of the more interesting mechanisms and in that dynamic of people needing to pick before you even know who the artist is. Obviously, if you see something by like Grant Yoon, you know who it is. But the Snowfro piece, no one knew it was Snowfro until it was revealed. So I think that's kind of that that's been something that I think we've seen a lot. Of success with and and certainly with Kevin's relationships as well as just the the cool collective's relationships. I think that that's an area that that will you know we'll keep focusing on. So that's really smart. Uh, the way you guys approach art as uh, as um, as like actually I was because that's not how I mean it, but I'm gonna say it. so like art as utility. And what I mean by that is that utility of like proof. Of course, you have a bunch of different things going on in your own ecosystem, but then art is like something additional on top that you like give to you people and it's like it's i i'm actually a big fan of like projects that, that 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 think about art and then just like make sure that that you know they just like do art drops like i i'm actually a big fan we've been talking about this a lot in the back uh sam it's just like i want to tap more into this even within what we're doing uh because i just think it's super cool to be able to um you know it's like you stay true to the roots of the space you know like the whole art part and then, um, and then, uh, and then, you know, you bring value back because these are art pieces can be expensive, and maybe some people don't want to collect art or aren't interested per se, but they can sell it to someone who loves art and is going to end up with a beautiful piece of art from a big artist. And at this time, uh, you know, they'll, uh, um, you know, um, 
you know, they can make their money. So I think it's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool. That's one of the reasons I joined Proof. I just, I, I think like it, certainly the art use case, I think is one of the use cases that has, that I think is establishing itself as like having the most longevity and having kind of the most longer term sustainability. And, and you're seeing it with, with MoMA's announcements and a lot of the, the biggest players in the art space getting into NFTs or at least hinting that they want to move in that direction. And I, I do think it's kind of at the backbone of what proof is. And, you know, it's one of, one of the reasons I wanted to join the company. I'm not a huge art. I, I've been a photographer in a prior life and certainly, you know, something I appreciate. So definitely a cool aspect of working there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Mando, uh, on the NFT side still, I'm looking at flips right now. I'm looking at flips. How we looking? How we doing? Things have, things have like, since the weekend, they've come back. Um, they've dropped slightly. Um, I think probably the drop in ETH maybe caused a little bit of um, little bit of uncertainty, but they're still hanging out like at decent-ish decent levels. I think the, the rise in ape is going to be a big, big thing over the next few weeks. Um, mm. Heading into staking. And then, um, but this, weirdly, like there's been a lot of focus on Solana. There's, there was like, there was a massive, like, I think it was called Clanosaurs, which is like a really big mint on Solana. I think that's been the number one project in terms of volume across all, all blockchains um, over the last 24 hours. And obviously you had D-Gods um, and Utes both trading on the back of this announcement. So it's, it's pretty cool to see the Solana NFT community kind of carrying that chain, I think, through this uh, pretty... I don't know, dark period, I would guess, for, for um, I don't know, people that were building on Solana. Yeah, it's we were just talking about that with, uh, with, with Easy, right? Um, on Nifty Pro, because obviously they're going to do their first project on Sol. That's that's a known thing. Um, and uh, and I was always kidding. Like, that's a conversation even we've had in the background, you and I, and, and Ovi. Like, what do you do if you're a founder on Solana? And we were kind of talking about this a couple of weeks ago when you know all this stuff um, went down with, with SBF. And FTX, um, and we we're like, well, what would you do if you're founder Solana? I remember we had Frank on the stage one night. We were just like, yeah, I'll come to ETH, and we were just fucking around with him. But still, like seriously, like on the serious side, like, what do you do? Um, and so, and so, it's uh, it's I guess it's really good to see, man, uh, that they have uh, that there's still like projects that are that are doing good uh, on there. And actually, I've known the 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 are founder Phil for like. I think ten years uh, at this stage. It was funny. He met back uh, way back then, and then met back again in in Web three. He's from Montreal too, um, and so um, and so I've known him for a minute. So you love to see it. And then um, what else was there? Uh, I I read a tweet from uh, Mike Dudas, which I think he was saying that the um, users on Solana are back to all time high. What was I'm trying to find it because I do not want to make a mistake. And there was another big announcement on Solana, so I want to get to that too because it's actually big. Um hold on one second. I'm I'm finding here it is. So I'm pinning it. Mike Duda said started buying into my next uh cycle personal soul back today. DJ NFT activity on Solana ignoring all economic reality. Extremely bullish. And it's like the daily active users that are back uh, up. It's, oh, there you go. Solana NFT volumes back to ATHs in soul terms. Uh so this is good, you know. This this is good. There's a lot of life there, uh, if anything. And you know what I love about this? For me, this is super bullish on NFTs as a whole. So not not like with regards to like forget like the blockchain or the ecosystem. It's like uh, it's so bullish for me in NFTs as a whole because like NFTs are to me like at this stage what are holding most keep maintaining them up and like keeping them relevant. And that's like and it's what it's what it's definitely the case with like Solana and some other blockchains. Like it, if you see like a lot of projects, a lot of blockchains. Um, that 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 are that you know when you saw like Aptos come up and like yeah and then you have Arch like what what do they use 
Like they literally talk about NFTs a lot. Yeah. Do you guys find that? Um, do you guys notice that? No. Well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. You guys Sorry, you, I just you know, it was it was too. It was you've too... been stellar the last couple of days. Um, course, you know, I, I like literally my pet peeve is dead air on a space and you guys are just like, you are the dead air. Um, so you guys, sometimes just to see if OSF No, will fuck pick you, man, though. You know, I just see if, no, I just hold on. Well, this is the thing. I, I, I usually, I usually let him, I, I let, I let Mando pick it up and then I realize when he doesn't say anything. You guys are fucking me, with me in this stage. <laughs> You guys are messing with me. I got right guy in my room right now laughing at me, okay? And he's down there in the audience too. Uh, and I'm sitting laughing right now. So so I'm assuming everybody down there is also laughing at me, okay? So you know what? I'm going to go to today. My honorary co-host is NFT Stats. Sam, what do you think of what I just said? <laughs> I, I, I'm writing my daily right now, so I miss a little bit about what you said, but I like oh. it. I like it. Ouch! Ouch! He's Sam is Sam is so Sam is so polite. He's so polite. You know what? What? A, no enemies, what? guys. No enemies. What a gentleman. He pretty much told me to go fuck myself in the kindest, most you know, cutest. Well, if, if you said something two minutes ago, then you repeat what you said so that I can like actually. Well, what I was saying, what I was saying, and oh, what. One, one second. What's this SBF thing? It's your fault, bro. It's your fault. You need to like repeat stuff, okay? You need to repeat stuff more. People just don't want to listen, you know. So, um, yeah. Let me repeat stuff more. But hold on, hold on. This is crazy. This may be breaking news. One second. Let me confirm. Oh wow. Okay. So I guess Coffeezilla front ran Mario because, as you may know, Mario is gonna have SBF on his space at noon, and he just dropped a video. Talking to Sam Bankman Free. Fair enough. What, what did he say? I, I think for I'm assuming Farouk is rugged. I don't know what's going on, but it's kind of a a pivotal moment to just get rugged, isn't it? Yeah. You can't you can't talk about SBF like that on the airwaves, like. It seems like he's really going for his redemption arc already, right? SPF is 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 definitely doing all the media that he can over the next uh, over he, the next few he's years. He's been he's been doing it. He's been doing it since the minute he got in trouble. I mean, I, it's it's weird, you know. It, it, I, I'll tell people this: in my, in my last job, I got arrested twice, and the first thing you learn because I worked at Uber and we had some illegal businesses. First thing you learn is you don't talk. Hello, when hello, you're in with the hello, law. hello. Check, and check, 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 check. We got you. Bro. You're live. Hello. Okay, you're good. We can Sorry. hear you now. It, we can hear you now. Guys, yeah. You guys don't know what happened to me. Hold on. It's crazy what just happened. Like, I got to tell you guys why I just rugged, okay? Like, it's actually, like, you know how I was talking about SBF, right? Okay? And so. So. So I was talking about SBF. And, you know, we're in Miami, right? Like, it's literally like one boat ride away from the Bahamas. And they literally came and like unplugged my roadcaster and were like, yo, you cannot talk about SBF. I don't know how they got into my room. Um, I don't know how they know where my room is. Maybe it's because I described it earlier. Um, but um, they came to the they came to the basement and they uh, they figured it out. Uh, they figured it out and uh, and they cut my mic. No, but anyways, fuck that guy. Uh, so if you want to check it out, <laughs> I'm sure he's going to be on Spaces later. I saw BitBoy apparently he's going to have him on Space as well. This is the thing, like uh, Sam was the same. Like you just shouldn't be talking. Like uh, this is—it's just kind of nuts that he's talking this much. Um, it's weird though. Like 
all of this rests on the idea that he and crypto has this idea about it like you have a lot of currencies and often they just require faith in people believing that they have value and clearly in his mind the idea that he secured the loan on ftt which was a token that he just made up with ftx he actually thought and then cornered the market so it had some like multi-billion dollar valuation he actually thought that was real money so in his mind i don't think he thinks what he did was wrong even though he just created a ponzi and and now it's like i don't know what 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 happened like we we were like we covered our liabilities like it's that's just not how it works I think it's got two things. First of all, no one, everyone thinks they're good people, I think. And you're seeing it with the three arrow capital guys right now. They're tweeting like these guys are Mother Teresa, you know. And I, I just think there's this trend where no one really feels in their heart, like everyone remembers their good intentions or whatever they were. And I think SBF legit thinks he, 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 he was fine. And he's saying, if I talk enough, people will see that or something like that. But then the, the second thing is, I think he really felt like he got attacked. And the wording he's used is like the day of the attack. Like, had we not had that bank run, then none of this would have happened. And like, I, I feel like there's a little bit of that as well. Like, not only I haven't heard him talk as much about like how the FTT was legit, but he has really talked like he was a victim of this bank run. None of this, I believe, but this is just like trying to listen to what all these guys, I mean, all these guys literally talk like they're really good people who just like are misunderstood. It's like, I don't know if it's delusion or if it's just like, you know, you've done something really bad and you're just trying to, con- you're trying to convince everyone that it wasn't that bad and you've kind of convinced yourself that it wasn't that bad. And you probably have people around you, like in times like these, you probably have people around you, like your family and stuff who support you. And maybe they're also saying the wrong stuff. They're just like, oh, it wasn't that bad or this and this and this. But one thing for sure is we don't have the full story. And I don't know, like I, I'm, I'm a big believer in conspiracy theories, just to caveat with what I'm about to caveat this with, with what I'm about to say, but I just so so much weird shit happened. You just got to think it wasn't just like SBF and Caroline doing it. You know, there's got to be more to it, and it, it goes deep into like the SEC stuff. It goes deep into all these political donations. There's a lot of weird shit that happened, and I don't know. I just think it's, I think there's more. Like, don't get me wrong. I think SBF is a horrific person for doing it, but I think there's more forces that exist here that we're unaware of that maybe come to light. Maybe they don't. Um, but it's just like I don't know. It's just too weird. There's too many weird things that happened that went under the radar for way too long, I think. I think it's delusion, um, honestly, to, to what you were saying. Um, I clearly like, and I'm obviously I'm going to go listen to, to what, what was just, uh, what was just, um, you know, posted. Uh, but it's like, it's just looks to me as like just pure, uh, pure delusion guys. Uh, he probably doesn't think he did anything wrong. He probably thinks he's doing everything right. That he was the. He still probably thinks he is that golden boy uh, of uh, of crypto, and that he can. He. I, I genuinely think that he. I think he genuinely thinks that he can save it. Um, but he, I don't think it's hit him yet that he's like a pure. Like he's. I don't think he thinks of himself as a fraud or that he did anything wrong. But again, I'm no. You know, I know psychiatrist, so I don't. I don't read minds either. Um, so I don't know. But it's. Uh, it's so interesting the, the to see report, the report that came out by the new CEO indicated just unbelievable Incredible. levels of fraud, right? Yeah. So, like, in this scenario, is clearly going to try and muddy the waters and make it seem... I just I just don't even know if... Because it's clearly complicated. Like, and to understand how this went wrong, you, like, really have to understand, like, how there are holes in the balance sheet and probably have to understand a balance sheet and how, like, people can make loans like this. Um, 
and I think it's very easy for him to just kind of try and muddy the waters as much as possible with a public um, in a public space to try and make it seem like nothing nothing will happen. So I do really hope with these interviews he's given he's not just given the ability to just to just you know muddy the waters and make it seem as though he he made some like normal mistakes. This is bad yeah. stuff. Well, the back door is like pure like the back door, right? The one that was hacked, uh, and it's 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 that was for me. That was it. I was like, oh, like not that the rest wasn't it, but like when I saw the backdoor thing, I was like, oh, okay, like this is made intentionally. And he's like, it's like five, five, six people that we're talking about who would potentially know about this backdoor and whatnot. Like, it, it's like th- that's enough for me to, to to judge him. You know what I mean? I don't need to look around and think of, but maybe he was a good guy or not, whatever. It's like. No, like that guy had a backdoor to your funds. That guy had a backdoor to the people who are listening on this show's money to steal it. Like that's all I need to fucking know that he was a complete fraud. So I can't wait to listen to that. And I really hope that anyone who puts him on stage, like, man, like he can't be like throwing softball questions at the guy. I hate it. I, I, I don't think these people should get any air. I think they want that. Like when you think about, like I was talking about, with regards to another big celebrity that's going on crazy rants right now and saying all sorts of crazy things with some friends, like we were thinking, so how do you kind of like stop someone like that? And the the conclusion I came to with them was, well, you stop giving them the attention they want. And when you, and, 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 and when you think about that, when you cut from the source, cause their, their, their crack is attention. Right. And when you cut the source, when you cut the crack, like they don't have anywhere else to go. They don't have anything to do. They don't have anything to get. So it's like, and it's and it's true. Social media is a drug to a lot of people. It's in in in, and I'm sure there's again, I'm not a doctor. It's not advice. There's probably some reports out there, but these people crave that attention. Attention is is insane. So and we are in an attention economy. So it's uh it's insane to me. Got to point out the irony, though, of you stopping the show to go hear the immediate SBF interview as quickly as possible. Yeah, no, exactly. That's the thing. Like, I cannot wait to go and listen. Like, to I actually really am excited to listen. Because to me, Sam, I'm like, what is going through his mind? Because you're talking about multiple billions of dollars evaporated, right? We were talking with KBM last night about, like, about the situation and stuff. Like, a lot of people lost money. Like, this is something that I heard. Everyone. Remember, man, yesterday at the bar... Like we're watching Portugal, Uruguay, and someone said FTX, and immediately the fucking waiter was like, "Yeah, the FTX thing." Like, like it was like something that like everyone's aware of. Like, this is like this is it's it's crazy. Um, and uh, and it, it's it's just yeah. Anyways, uh, I guess we'll see what happens. He'll be on Twitter Spaces at noon apparently. So, um, curious to hear the dude. But anyways, 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 I think uh, we should uh, we should go back to what we were talking about here. So back to Solana. Uh, there was another announcement. <laughs> there was another announcement on the Solana side, but that's not so Solana actually. Um, it's Phantom actually. So Phantom obviously that was the Solana wallet for for, for Solana, um, and uh, it says coming soon, one wallet for everything. Excited to announce that we are adding support for Ethereum and OX Polygon. So it seems uh, that uh, Phantom, and they say Phantom was actually founded with the intent of going multi-chain towards Ethereum. And we have been hard at work for months developing a wallet that makes Web3 more cohesive for both users and developers. And by partnering closely with Polygon team, we're, we're, uh, we're offering a first-class wallet. So it seems like they've gone into the wallet. Um, it seems like they've gone into the, the wallet game. 
and uh, and uh, and that too. I don't know. What are your thoughts here? Um, I don't know what that means for 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 per se directly towards NFTs and stuff, but it seems like uh, MetaMask is no longer the main one. When we saw Magic one. Eden, Magic Eden move towards Polygon. What was it? Um, and ETH, right? In the last couple of months, and Phantom was obviously the most popular wallet on Solana, and I think it's probably just replicated that as well. So, I think it's. Um, yeah, I think it's good. I think uh, I think it'll be a popular a popular choice, um, and I think all of these wallets will will go multi multi chain going forward. Yeah, I mean, it's look. You know how you like you pick who you bank with, like you pick or you pick your exchange. Uh, if you guys are still on exchanges, or you pick all these things. I guess it's just going to be like a, a fight to like get as many customers and consumers as possible on mobile wallets and uh, and wallets and especially mobile wallets. Because I mean, it was an interesting conversation yesterday about mobile gaming, by the way, with our with our with yesterday's sponsors, which actually were fascinating people. But um, again, like crypto as a whole, like you know, we talk a lot about like that mobile aspect, which is not really mobile friendly, and therefore not too like consumer and customer friendly. Uh, and so, obviously, like mobile wallet integration and all different ones. I mean, I, I have a feeling this is definitely not uh, the last one. I wouldn't be surprised if MetaMask goes into a revamp. We could use it, not going to lie. I like using MetaMask, but I just wish, you know, they had like a different UI and UX. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they make a lot of changes on that front. And then obviously you have Phantom and then who knows um, what else is going to come next with different wallets. But uh, when it comes to multi-chain, uh, definitely see, uh, see that happening. And speaking of uh, Magic Eden, your favorite marketplace uh, Ovi, um, you know how we were talking a lot about uh, Polygon last week, <laughs> last week, Mando, uh, and the need for like a proper marketplace that shows like the Instagram NFTs and and the and the oh, sorry, digital collectibles uh, and the Reddit avatars and everything. Um, you know, wouldn't be surprised if, Meta, if Magic Eden does that um, uh, for uh, for for Polygon. If you're listening, honestly, we could use it. Uh, not gonna lie. Uh, I would use it, uh, and uh, and I think it would be great. So it seems like they're the people that are uh, pushing uh, towards that the most. So I wouldn't be surprised, Mando, to see OpenSea and the other marketplaces then be forced to really, really push Polygon harder. What do you think on that? Yeah, I, I agree. I think you're going to see... Um, I said when you mentioned that, I didn't. I don't think we need another marketplace. Um, but I do think... I actually think the the biggest marketplaces for those two will probably will probably be on Instagram and on uh, Reddit itself. But I can I can imagine that you get better integration now with other chains. Um, it hasn't really been done that successfully, right? Like OpenSea moved into Solana and didn't really work out that well. Magic Eden moved into ETH didn't really work out that well. But um, at one stage, I do think you'll 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 see uh, the it'll be a success. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. If anything, to me, like it just pushes it, right? It pushes the polygon narrative and whatnot. Actually, Sam, you have any? You've been tracking any of the polygon uh, digital collectibles across platforms and and some stats about them, and whatnot, or? Uh, not a ton. I mean, I've been looking at Reddit, the Reddit stuff, which has just completely fallen off a cliff. I mean, interestingly, you still have the floors have held up decently well for like the Midas gold touch and, and hands and stuff like that, but they're kind of trickling slightly lower, but that volume has just completely died. That, that, that's really the one polygon set that I, I've paid close attention to. Yeah. Um, the Mando pump thing, is done. This is what I was saying. Okay. The volumes, right? <laughs> well, this is what the Reddit community is claiming, at least that they, they are trades are not actually being shown on OpenSea. Um, 
and I think it was like a, on, on like the main Reddit tracking thing for a long time. It was saying I think for about three weeks they were saying OpenSea is not tracking sales, and they they like built their own system for like tracking them. I mean, there's definitely like it's obvious like when things are in front of your face and and there's actually stats and whatnot for it and like platforms and there's I think it correlates directly to sales. I don't know. What do you think, stats? Yeah, I don't know what they'd be talking about, but yeah, I I haven't I've really just been looking at a couple dashboards. I haven't been following it too closely, but I mean, you're looking at like, I mean, forty buys a day, fifty buys a day. So oh. at, at least based on what I've seen. But if if for some reason the data is bad, you know, I don't I don't have insight that that's not. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, I guess I guess we'll see. I mean, there's the, the future's definitely. I I'm like. I know, Mando, you're like uber bullish on them. I'm like, I'm pretty bullish on them as well. It's just like we definitely need better, like, like there's nothing around it yet, right? So we definitely need the infrastructure around it. I have a question. Mando, are they that. saying that the sales are? Ha- Mando, are they saying the sales are happening on OpenSea and it's just not getting recorded? Is, is, is- so you could see transfers, right? But they, mm-hmm. which were actually sales, but they weren't being tracked as sales. Um, and that was that. That doesn't seem when I go onto the Reddit marketplace thing. That doesn't seem to be the banner, but for 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 about three or four weeks, that was the main, like in, in big red uh, on top of the banner. And you can kind of see it like the floors you often see, they go up, but like there's no recorded sales. Yeah. Um, and people have been like, well, I know. And you've gone to the actual Reddit community, like the avatar trading subreddit. They're like, that this is what they keep on saying. Like they were always like, we did this trade. It's not showing up. It's something to do with like a, uh, I don't know, OpenSea priorities or something like that. Like, it's it's not high on their priorities in terms of fixing yeah. it. But I also think it's because it's on Polygon, probably. Like, they just... You know. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, what I see in my, like, dashboards is, like, 12 ETH of volume a day, you know, for the past 10 days or something like that. So, really not a whole lot. But I wouldn't be surprised, man. OpenSea sometimes does have bugs that linger for a long time. Especially if people like us aren't yelling about it on Twitter. They can let stuff sit for a long time. I mean, we need we need you. Uh, we actually, you are the voice uh, to OpenSea. They love you, man. Uh, so <laughs> I, I do find I do find that when I tweet about stuff, you can actually get action. Like that that is one of the things about this space that always surprises me. Is like, you know, if, I'm I'm sure for Oak, if you do the same thing, like if you tweet about stuff and it gets enough retweets, like their team notices. It's kind of, uh, but if you don't, stuff can linger for a long time. Yeah, it's uh, it's. Uh, it's uh, it's true, uh, but I mean, Nadav did acknowledge you on stage that one time, and so they they're looking at you, they're reading you, and but it helps, right? It's like it's also like sometimes I guess people don't see things, and then you point them out, and it helps out, right? I, I kind of like this about the space, honestly. Yeah, for sure. No, it, it it it's better than them like not responding to anything. Yeah, it's uh, exactly. So yeah, excited to see uh, what happens on that front. I mean, Mando, uh, all these like, um, what do you, what are your like, what do you guys think? I mean, all of any of you, by the way, of you know, stats. Like, for the Solana ecosystem, like, clearly, like, there have been a lot of rumbles, a lot of noise this past week. I was just looking actually through Magic Eden, so the tubes are at 200 soul. It's just really crazy. I think I, I grabbed one at like 100 or something. And the Utes at 120 soul. I just take mine. But uh, obviously, you had this, this project just had a pretty big drop in, in volumes despite the price of soul. But like, daily active users are there. You know, there's, there's, there's that big NFT adoption. A lot of pe- wallets, marketplaces, whatnot, are really pushing towards being multi-chain. 
So it's kind of like fading that part away. Like, of course, like when it comes to historical things, like that's where you look into the blockchain. But I genuinely think like, you know, we're really headed towards more of a more and more towards like that multi-chain, I guess, world, if you put it that way. What do you guys think about all that, about spe- specifically towards Solana? Like, um, is this something any of you would actually look into more? I feel like with Solana, you've had a, like this Clanosaurus thing is kind of interesting because it did 2,000 ETH of volume, you know, 160 or 155,000 solo volume. But other than that, I feel like that ecosystem has been really carried by Frank. You know, it's just Utes, the gods, Utes, Mints, Tubes are always at the top of that list. You've had Clanus, you've had this project today, you had ABC, like you get the occasional one that jumps in and gets a little bit of action. But broadly speaking, like, I mean, royalties are dead across the whole ecosystem. There's no one enforcing them. But, you know, I, I just I wonder who like Frank is doing amazing things for the ecosystem and he's constantly bringing energy. He's got his following. Love him or hate him. He's like creating action. Uh, but other than him, you know, and obviously this one project was an exception. I, I feel like there just hasn't been that much going on over there. Uh outside of him but i'm not sure if uh, if that even gets to the question you're asking no that, I, that's a good point okay, i agree okay. i agree it's just i mean part of me always thinks that every time i've fucked up in creating or investing something it's because i've written it off and being like ah oh, no it's never gonna be big and then what happens is you slowly start to get more adoption of something and you start to feel that like feeling of doubt or that feeling in your stomach that maybe I should look at this, maybe I should get involved. And that's what got me into crypto. Like I just ignored it for so long. And I Sometimes I feel that with Solana, you know, like it's very easy to sit here and be like, I just want to collect stuff and, and participate in the Ethereum ecosystem. I don't want to do anything in Solana or Cardano or whatever, but you know, the longer they exist for, and even if the volumes aren't that great at the moment, remember we, we still, we are still in a this huge bear market. Part of me just wonders and thinks like, should I, have a look at it should i try and get involved but you know a lot of it also comes down to time constraints like who has the time to do all this activity on ethereum and then do it on another chain and then do it on another chain it's, it's difficult and i guess my answer to that to, to it is i don't have the time to look at it but if i did have the time I, I think i definitely would at this stage okay so i feel that that, that makes a lot of sense and it's and it's 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 very true like it's tough to like pay attention to absolutely everything going on uh, but I think it's a huge factor for 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 any blockchain at this stage to have this active like NFT user base, like you know, like to have people that are, will actively uh, want to build on your chain. Uh, and and the NFTs, like um, the the uh, the uh, the the NFTs are really 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 that Trojan horse to crypto in general, if you ask me. Like I know we we've been talking about this a lot over the couple of years, but. It's really what is opening the doors to, to so much because then you go and get into the whole NFT space and obviously there's so much more than NFTs and just NFTs, whether it's through art, digital collectibles, gaming and whatnot. Um, it makes me just more and more and more excited uh, for, for, for the future of the space uh, when, I, when I see all these things. But I do agree with you, uh, Stats. I mean, I was happy to see something else get volume, of course, but, it's, um, but it, makes a, it makes sense. Like It's been highly, you know, frank, D-God's, uh and and that but in a way um early on like i think i mean i don't think it was always a case in, in on the east side but you still see like for example when the board ape yacht club posts still like a pandora's box lydia image the whole market goes haywire like it's interesting to see like there is like some project it's not now it's not just a board ape yacht club and yuga labs ecosystem that does that but still like 
I mean, I saw you post a bunch of stats around that, Sam. Like how that announcement spiked so many different, um, so many projects. Yeah, I mean that that like this weekend had more trades than any day since the other deed announcement. At least for at least for apes, you know, and I guess doodles and clones. A couple other projects were strong. Although I think I think it was, you know, the the projects that you know I think clones, doodles, like these are these are like real teams doing real work and i think that a lot of those announcements kind of converged together but yeah the volume that came out of that pandora box announcement was crazy and i i just think you had a lot of i think you had a lot of people who were worried that ape that like yuga wasn't as focused on apes anymore in terms of delivering utility like there hadn't been a whole lot of utility delivered in any way really and you know gordon mentioned you know since since ape fest really and uh and i think that simply yuga saying hey guys we're still here we still care about apes you know, there are a lot of people who just love that brand. And, you know, I think some of those people had given up or some, you know, who knows, or had decided to focus elsewhere. And then, you know, Yuga says, hey, guys, we're still here. And people remember kind of all the value that Yuga's delivered at least, you know, a year ago. And just suddenly just the FOMO wave was super intense. Uh, but, yeah, it spilled over a little bit in other projects. So I think, you know, Doodles, Clones, I think have their own kind of unique idiosyncratic stories going for themselves a little bit more than it was just kind of this this trickle down effect that that maybe you're implying yeah that makes sense i'm actually really excited for artifact let's talk about artifact for a second here uh mando do we i know you mentioned it quickly earlier uh when you, we opened the show uh did we get anything else it was just, just a teaser or did anything else go down i think just there well, are see artifact. there are two upcoming like experiences they said with the eggs um, and I think some like like teasers about what it could be about, but it definitely wasn't like a conclusive um, summary of what's coming up. I think it was just the uh, there are some. Oh, okay. Up, up, I think yeah, they said be... there's like an experience being dropped today and tomorrow. Yeah, yeah today and tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So, if you go on there, by the way, everyone's but, that's good. It's good because there's a lot of FOMO into these drops. Usually, they're saying it will be a claim on their website. No snapshots, open claim, no rush, and no FOMO. So be extra careful. They're reading. I'm reading their tweet. Be extra careful with fake links. Uh, you have nothing to do until we let you know it's good to go. Meanwhile, enjoy the experience and protect your wallets. So uh, please be careful if you're listening. Like there's no, you know, there's not going to be a surprise mint. Um, you're not going to be like, you know, there's not like, please be extra careful. But it, what's interesting, guys, and that's why I love about that team, man. They're so fun. It's such a fun it's such a for me like, and I have my a bunch of clones, a bunch of NFTs from them. Like, it's just they always manage to make it fun. From even the physical gear experience, it's it's just cool. But look at this: there's a Twitch link, and remember when they came for with the Nike? It wasn't the time they came on our show here. When when we did the Nike uh, announcement a couple weeks ago, um, they were saying, I think the boys were saying, you have to protect your eggs at all costs, and they were saying that you that um, you should really keep the egg. Like, they kept alluding to something like this. I'd have to go back to that recording, and it's on Spotify and whatnot. But, yeah, now there's a Twitch, and it's, there's a countdown on it. It's funny, there's 145 people, people just looking at that egg with the countdown. With an egg inside of some research facility, and it says um, four hours, 30 minutes, and six seconds. So... I guess we'll see in, in, in four hours, 30 minutes, and one second now uh, what happens there. Oh, look, it's so funny. The, the numbers bumped up by 20. So I can see 20 of y'all that went on your computer and checked uh, uh, on, the, on, the, on the Twitch. Um, it's funny. But yeah, okay. 
that'll be interesting. Um, I'm hype. I mean, this may make my Art Basel experience a little more fun. Not gonna lie. Uh, we like a little airdrop or claim. Sorry, during uh, during a pro- <laughs> during an event, uh, during a, a conference uh, a time. Oh, Seth Mandel, do you guys have any NFTs from the Artifact ecosystem at all? We don't. So just one of the big projects we don't own. I think we we just got in there too late. Basically, and we looked at it for a while, but just never, never really pulled the trigger. Um, I guess like it has a quite a big metaverse angle, and yeah, that's not something that it's not that it's not that it's something that we're not bullish on. It's just something we don't really understand. And there's so many different metaverse stuff out there, and like games and all this kind of stuff. And I don't know. I just I have a tough time getting my head around it because I'm not actually an active participant in that kind of stuff. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just too old or just don't get it or haven't had like this big gaming background. So it's mm. just, you know, it's, it's tough to put to invest in stuff when you don't get it. And I'm, that's not to say it's not a good ecosystem. It's just that I don't get it. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. There's, there's a, it's one of those that's, there's got, there's a lot uh, happening. Like I don't follow too closely because they don't have time. Like you were saying earlier, but for, for you, for Solana, but I do pay attention. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's just, uh, it's always a lot of fun, but yeah, I mean, if you're in Miami, um, 2.30 PM, uh, on the, on the, um, on the 1st of December. So after tomorrow, I'm, I'm actually moderating the panel with Zapsu and Chris. And so that's after the whole drop, right? Cause that's 29th and 30th, they said. So, uh, that experience in the next couple in today and tomorrow. So, uh, I'm assuming that that's why they're on that panel on the 1st. So I'm assuming, I don't know. I, I'm not prepped at all. Y'all know me. I just pull up and ask questions. So. I don't have no idea. I'm gonna ask them, but uh, but I'll, uh, I'll I'll be asking them those questions about what um what what those uh, what those eggs are. So, anyways, so we do have fifteen about 10, 15 more minutes before we have our uh, our, our our partners of the day. Uh, another blog coming up. And by the way, if you guys are in the audience, another blog team, please request to speak. I'm gonna bring y'all up already so we can go get get uh, right into it. But let's talk about this PFPs thing. You know, Mando, if I made the effort of subconsciously yesterday putting this uh this uh this uh this um this talking point out let's have the conversation for 10 minutes okay i made a whole effort of thinking what are we going to talk about today what are we going to talk about tomorrow what are we going to talk about tomorrow mando rugged me i can't believe mando went to bed he was so full with that white truffle pasta that he forgot that we host the show every day didn't even give me any any titles uh, to talk about and <laughs> uh, i'm playing of course but um, which was, uh, the main talking point was, do you need a PFP to succeed? Mando, OSF, do you need a PFP to succeed in this space? And by, by that, I mean, as a founder, as, like, as a project, do you need that to succeed? That, you know, that's such a good question. And it's probably something that gets talked about a lot. But I was thinking about it again the other day because I've met so many people recently and their PFPs are like just pictures of their faces and stuff. And... It makes you it makes you think. It's it's like, hmm, that does that should that mean anything? Does it have an impact? I think sporting a PFP of a project that has a strong community, I think is good for you and your profile if it doesn't already exist, because immediately you get the support of this community, right? And I think that's why apes had this huge success at the beginning, because there was this whole ape follow ape thing and everyone was able to get so many followers and, and people people all supported each other, right? It's kind of like I don't know. It's kind of like, like I'm we're, we're in Miami right now. But if I see someone else wearing an England shirt, I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, like I, I like I have something in common with you now. And we're kind of like gonna support each other. Of course, you're both going home. 
you're yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're on the same team, right? So I think do you need a PFP to be successful? I think the answer to that is no. You, you never need anything to be successful other than yourself. And I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. But does it help in in some elements? Um, yes, I think it absolutely does. And especially if you're new and this is something I say whenever I get asked, like, you know, how do you get how do you become a successful artist and get yourself out there? Well, if you join different PFP communities, it's a very easy way to like make friends, get to know people, have people get to know you. And I don't know, I guess I hate using the word networking because I, I hate networking, but it is kind of like pseudo networking in the space. So I think it has an impact. I really do. And I think it's important to, I think it's important to find a PFP that you actually like artistically. You, you feel um, represents you or you, you kind of like vibe with and find a community that you actually like being a part of as well. And I think that's where it's the most powerful thing because then like this whole concept of like networking and stuff, which people like me find a chore and, and hate doing actually doesn't become networking. It just becomes like hanging out with like-minded people. And that's what I found. Like that's what I found through collecting certain pieces of art. That's what I found through like our own PFP projects. It's like, well, now I'm get, I get to connect with a lot of people, but it's just people who I like hanging out with or speaking to anyway, and it doesn't feel like it's networking, but undoubtedly it definitely does have networking effects. And so I do think it's important. I don't think it's the be-all, end-all, but it definitely does help in my view. Yeah, uh, that, that actually is a great point. I love the, the comparison to the, uh, to, the, to the jerseys, which, which is a flag, right? In a way, like, you're, like we all associate behind, but we all like most, a lot of people like to associate behind flags. Uh, a lot of people associate behind beliefs, whether they're religious or political and whatnot. And, and people like to, and, and behind logos, you know, Nike and Adidas, like some people genuinely hate Adidas and some people genuinely hate Nike. Like there's like this rivalry. Like, and actually, I don't mix and match. I don't wear Nike shoes, wear Adidas sweatpants. You don't do that. You know what I mean? And, or, or the other way around. Uh, but it's, uh, it's uh, I, I feel like even yesterday it was fun seeing 2160. Shout out 2160 in the audience. But he made this custom like rec guy uh, jer- uh, jacket, right? And that was so dope I found. But like, you can't make a jacket with a dap, right? Like you can't, like with DJ and Access Pass, you can make a jacket with like the Access Pass on it. I mean, you could do one with the DJ's logo, right? Which is cool. So again, there's a, it's all it's a lot about the logo, which is kind of like what we're about, right? Rug Radio is like, it's about the brand. Like you were downstairs right now with me, OV, what was on the floor? We had actual Rug Radio rugs. Shout out to Metaverse Miami for making rugs before I did. Now that I saw the size, the feel, and the weight, I can definitely steal them better, by the way. They're so easy to take away. Um, Kenobi's not listening in case of federal investigation. Anyways, but um, <laughs> but it's um, I agree with you when it comes to the, 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 the PFP thing. It's like, at the end of the day, like, the way people wear that crest on their shirt, like on that jersey you're talking about, is by wearing the profile picture on their Twitter or on their Instagram or on their Reddit. Like, whatever. That's why Reddit avatars were banger on reddit right and that's why it's working out pretty well um and that was always the bullish thesis though on pfps right at the beginning but i have this thing where like and Amanda, i'd love to hear your thoughts on on that thought as well but like where i think people made the mistake of rushing into trying to drop a pfp and then setting expectations like crazy and then on the back of it when we look that that was where the conversation spun off of last night by the way we're looking at who are the projects that when you look at the PFP, if you look under the hood, what's happening, there's very few. And then I think that um, it's, I like the idea of reverse engineering it. You guys did something quite similar. I know you had regen Z gens, but you still did like, before Red Guy, you did, you went to like a DAP, 
the, the access pass, which is your ERC-1155, which then got you the right guy PFP, right? But it's still the DAP that holds all of the utility that you guys are working on with flips and all the stuff you guys are doing. It's literally the DAP. It's not the right guy. It's not regens or degens. And correct me if I'm wrong. And like, there's something about that I like a lot, which is now I'm like, well, if I rock this right guy PFP, though it may not have that utility directly, though being wrecked is pretty cool, I guess. But but if you look under the hood, it's like, oh, it's the guys that have this access pass. Oh, the access pass does this. So that's how I would approach it. It's like, wait, build some utility around a token, build a community, and then uh, you can drop that thing and be like, oh, okay. So you're telling me that this PFP represents, let's say, a company or this and that. So I think, I don't know. It's just that's the way I see it. It's like reverse engineering. I find more interesting for, for players in this space. I understand that a year ago yeah, it was the proof, other way around, but Proof yeah. did the same. Oh, proof yeah, it's true. Go ahead. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Have you heard of proof uh, stats? <laughs> <laughs> I have. And, and I checked with Amanda. I checked with Amanda and there was no news yesterday. So forget all you guys. But <laughs> Is that Mando trying to manipulate the market? <laughs> I, I, I'll chime in on this though too. I think, like, I see a lot of tweets like, "What's the next PFP in NFTs? Like, what's the next big meta?" And I think people often downplay it. Yeah, and, and there's all this like negativity sometimes towards PFPs as projects. And I think there's just like people are downplaying just how much like the PFP model of having ten, you know, five thousand people market your project everywhere. You know, and that can be. People from who have a hundred yep. followers to Jay Z to Steph Curry, like these people making it their the the core of their identity. Like yep. that model is just such a strong model, and I think it's the I think it is the most proven model in NFTs. Like I, like art is a proven model as well, and I think you can't deny Fidenzas, you can't deny Chromie Squiggles, you can't deny where my vans go. Like these are real projects, but the amount of money that has flown into PFPs, the amount of attachment people feel. And I don't think it's just a logo. I think it's an identity. Like, and I, yep. I feel it a little bit for some reason, because the first NFT I got was a punk, like punks were my focus. Like when I see other punks, I, I actually feel that connection with or without logo. And I like, and I see people like I'll tweet a killer bear sold for five ETH or 10 ETH or whatever. And like 200 people raid my feed. Like these people get obsessed with it or quirky. I like, love that guys, by the way. These when guys it's like a nice crazy. raid. Yeah. You know, they're <laughs> just, they're, and it's because they feel so much attached yeah. to this identity. And like, I, I just think like people, I, I think people often, because there have been some negative examples within the PFP space mm -hmm. of not following up, people are downplaying just how powerful this identity slash marketing layer has been. And I think it's the one thing that the numbers prove over the past two years has been like really kind of a crazy use case. And we saw the same thing in Reddit, even though the volume's down, we saw it for a little while there too. So I don't know. I, I think like that doesn't mean you need one. And you know, like certainly a lot of projects can do well without it and build their build their mm -hmm. whole experience elsewhere but like but the numbers are pretty clear about what model is working with people right now and over the past years i don't think this is something that's just going to like go away soon or get replaced so if you go back to this to the one-on-one Farouk and show i hosted with jeff staple he mentioned that they were some of the first people he used to break into parsons school and he used to screen print t-shirts and when you look at even pyrex early virgil abloh that was his brand and when you look at how they, or even Bobby, I mean, Bobby and the Hunters, they do that since the 90s, right? Uh, screen printed was their way of having people rep the brand. It was screen printed t-shirts and they would try to get them across so many people that they would rep it, right? And we were talking about culture and NFTs and PFPs in that sense. And we we're talking about how literally that's what PFPs are. 
you know and it's like you it's 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 you're representing a brand a logo a community an identity if you build an identity around it clearly i've built an identity around my punk just like you and it's true i do feel a certain way when i see other punks and and i love that i'm like oh you're a punk too like it's so cool like i love seeing punks and if i see a punk on my timeline uh like i'll try to follow them right if they're real now you have to check uh, it depends on the punks though uh right uh, but but still, like OSF Manu, they've built identity around those red guys. Like I don't see them like using another PFP anymore, right? It's like uh, it's like I don't know, right? Unless it's for like a crazy, uh, crazy other red guy that they may get, right? So uh, I think it's interesting. But I do think that I do want to encourage people. Like if you you don't have to feel forced to also go that route. PFP, like I me, mean, we did. I like to think we've been quite successful so far, even in terms of volume and whatever we're doing. And uh, and uh, and so we've never had that. You know stats, and we I think the thing we've built a community. But the way I approach the stats is, I actually like to build community around the the logo, right? If you think about it, it's like I'm like this is the brand, and I I've been saying this for a year now. It's like I want people to be proud of repping the brand. That's why when you slap on a hoodie, it's like you want to you're part of the community. It's like oh you know, and and then so it's like that's what like that was obviously mostly my focus is trying to get the brand out there and build community around that uh, rather than around like an image. And around a certain IP, because I didn't want an IP to represent everything I was building. And I think you guys are in the same mind, though. Red guy doesn't represent everything DGENS is building. You know what I mean? I, or, or maybe I'm wrong. Is that is that how are you approaching it, Mando? Yeah, so it's interesting because now I feel like we have a utility-based um, NFT. And then we have a purely community. Yeah. Or, like, well, with some utility, obviously. But I'm more focused on community-based um, NFT and that's been interesting to see like the two different business models that the flaws of those kind of have gone neck and neck for us since we released both projects. Um, and that's just interesting. Like people always say, oh, utility is worth nothing. And we're actually trying to build like genuine utility based off an NFT. And then we'll have another one, which has a bit more of a feel like, a, I don't know it's, it's a bit more purely based on community. Um, and people do like both. Like there, there, there can be use cases for both. Um, I think I think if you're going to be a utility-based NFT that um, that has a has a um, like a PFP like a, a normal star rather than just like an access pass like we do, and then that becomes the the, the, the project which you do some sort of equity raise on, and that that becomes a, a ability for you then to like monetize off your community. I think I, I'm not really a big fan of that. Um, I think if you're going to have utility um, and it's got to be real utility in my opinion. Um, and you can still run businesses, which I even think can get like external funding. Um, but I'm not really a big fan of the, uh, 10 K animal JPEG, um, model. I think you can do it very, very few. Like I do think like, um, board apes are using the money to build, build a pretty massive project, but just doing some, some rays um and then not actually building out the utility that you needed or turning that community just into a place where you'd like sell brand style assets to your community I'm, I'm not a big fan of so i quite like our model right now where the ma majority of our utility is like a real utility i think and we're not um and we just have two two different styles of projects yeah, I like that a lot. It's good models. I think this, uh, see, it turned out to be a good, insightful 10, 12 minute convo with a lot of good nuggets. There you go. I knew it. See, you guys making fun of my titles at the beginning of the show. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to transition here. I'm going to transition here uh, for our last segment uh, of the day here um, with the with the with another block 
team uh, on on the stage. We got we got big big Mish, right? Yeah, that's me. That's me. So, yeah, so yeah. happy to be here. <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing, GM? GM, GM. I'm here with uh, with my boy and, and head of product Oscar as well, who's in the who's under the another block. Avatar GM right Miami. GM Radio. <laughs> GM, yeah. yeah. Welcome to Miami, Ben Ben. <laughs> Let's go. That was that was something I found out about you yesterday. For you speak five languages. You didn't know you that. I thought you knew perfect that. Perfect Spanish. Perfect Spanish to the uh, uh, since you've been out here. I, I hate, thank you so much. Uh, Vanessa made fun of my Spanish last time, so I want you to say that again when she's listening, uh, because I did. <laughs> and not only that, I spoke good Spanish to a Cuban. And if you speak Spanish, you know that Cubans, they don't really finish their words or sentences. So it's kind of tough for Spanish uh, to, 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 to speak, uh, not to toot my own horn here. Uh, but <laughs> no, Jazz is just going to come down and like try and speak to me in Spanish, like test me now. Uh, but anyways, let's get into this and let's talk about, about what another block is building here. So first of all, I kind of want to know like, you know, uh, where you guys are based and like if you want to maybe give a quick little like one line introduction of, uh, of, uh, of one another. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, I'll start and pass it on to Oscar. So, yeah, we're based in Stockholm. We're a team of about uh, about fifteen people, and I mean, what we do is we're, we're using the NFT tech to to enable people to own uh, pieces of really, really good tracks. So, um, so yeah, through another block, you can essentially own uh, pieces of, of of really top top quality music, which I will dive into later on. Uh, and yeah, a little bit more. I'm a big music nerd. Uh, worked in tech for a long time and didn't get into the crypto and its NFT space until quite late, actually, which is the opposite to my to my dear friend Oscar here. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit colder, it's a little bit <laughs> darker, but you know, it's perfect time for building. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm from working. Canada, so I feel yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you know, yeah, I'm struggling here with the devs and the designers trying to ship as many products as we can, and you know, I really think it's a breath of fresh air bringing in some some music into this i really think we can you know get some more people on board a great segue for people to join the ecosystem i love that and i genuinely like music nfts uh though i i've memed it for the whole year but the meme is makes it even more fun uh <laughs> I, you know i gotta tweet music nfts here and there actually i haven't done that in a long time you guys just reminded me i'm gonna put that tweet out there uh, but so, I, so you guys, so you guys talking about with so another block, right? That's kind of a cool name for a company, but uh, another block. Um, and you talk about how your NFTs provide ownership and music rights. So how does that work? Yeah, yeah. First of all, like that. Good that you like the name. My girlfriend is the one who came up with it, so she's going to be very happy about that. Our girlfriends, <laughs> wives, listen. They, yeah. they, they've got all the alpha. They, that's always the case. Hundred percent, hundred percent. No, I mean, how we operate, like we, we try to sign uh, really, really good music. So we work directly with artists, producers, label management. And what, like everything that we do, our ethos is how can we bring the best music rights to our community for the best price? So the, the underlying utility is, of course, you receive royalties when the song streams, wherever it streams on any DSP out there. And a DSP is like Spotify, um, Apple Music, Deezer, or any, any service that streams. So you essentially own a share in the song and music rights are, are amazing as an asset. Like if you look at, at the good performing songs and we tend to invest or like divest the, the quite, quite well performing songs, you receive a really good 
year-on-year return and it's very stable in bull and bear markets people stream and listen to music still like either you listen to happy music or, or sad music and yeah we decided to build it in on, on on this technology because for us it's the best way to reach out globally to make sure people get access anywhere um, and I think you know when we started off the big struggle in the beginning was to get the, the best music rights um, and now you know we've done a few drops that have been good uh, we've We've dropped uh, the Weekend song. We've dropped the Rehab and Laidback Luke song and Alan Walker song. And on Thursday, we're dropping Rick Fair Drip by Offset and Metro Boomin. So, you know, we're getting better and bigger songs. So, you know, we think it's a really good start. And the vision is, you know, three years, we want people to, to have their own catalog, essentially. Okay, interesting. And yeah, I, I like that song. That's not, that when I'm <laughs> feeling when I if I wake up in the morning I put that song I know I'm gonna have a big day, you know, like Rick Fair Drip go woo yeah. on the, But anyway, exactly. yeah, yeah. is it the beat, you know, boom, boom. Maybe we end on that song. Uh but <laughs> um but um what I wanna say, so you talk about ROI, right? And I obviously I've yeah. been the tweet for you guys, but what's what does that mean? What what do you what do you can can we, what does one expect from one of your drops? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think the, the key difference here from another, we do drops continuously. So, like, uh, an NFT investor who goes in hoping to find, you know, the 10x or 100x or 1000x, we're not going to be the project. You know, our, our assets are quite stable. So, if people think as their NFT or crypto investments as, as you know, a portfolio, they should see probably our NFTs on the safer side, you know. They, they very rarely drop. Um, you know, they can obviously go up in price because we have you know, artwork and we put in sound loops and do all of these things together with the NFT. But in terms of like royalty, what you can expect can range between like five and 20% per year. And it all depends on, you know, where the song is in the life cycle, uh, what type of artist it is, where it streams well. There's so many factors that goes into it. But but in general, um, a really well-performing song that's over five years can generate, you know, circa 10% per year, I would say. Okay, and and so and that's interesting. And so um and so what what um what have you what have you dropped so far? Because obviously you've done this before, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, so I mean we we done these three drops. So we started in August, done three really big drops, and now we're doing the biggest one, which is you know this offset Metro Boomin song that we that we talked about. Um, so we've done one drop a month since August, and the idea is for next year to ramp it up with more and more drops. So the focus now has been you know, building the community, making them understand that they'll receive royalties, that, uh, you know, this is a different type of asset. We're trying to build a community around another block and to make sure that, you know, we put them in focus uh, to make sure that people understand that, you know, we're here to bring them the best value. We don't focus like as much. So we did a drop with like Rehab and Laidback Loop, for instance. So obviously we did an AMA with them and everything, but the pitch about it, it's not like, how do you connect to this artist, you know, on a more deep level? That's not what it's about. It can be used for that, obviously. But we're more about, like, how do we manage to get these awesome rights so that people can say that they own a piece of the track that they, they love? Um, and we have some really cool flex, actually, when it comes to tech that's coming out pretty soon. So I'll let Oscar talk a little bit about that. But we're going to be uh, the first the first project to, to you know, pay out... Uh, streaming world like pay out instantaneously world is 
prove the NFTs. I'm gonna let Oscar describe yeah, that in, in a better way. <laughs> yeah, I, it's always like that. Don't worry. Even with me, uh, whenever it gets too technical, I'm like, well, let me just talk to. Let me get past. I mean, it's true. Well, I'm good. What I'm good yeah, at. Yeah, There's yeah. some of the people good at what they're good at. So Oscar, yeah, yeah, yeah. now I really want to know like the details of that, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th I think first, like, just want to paint the picture of like you, Farrakh, waking up, GMing everyone, listening to this Ric Flair drip. The, like it's a very cool thing if you just like add the layer of owning a small piece of that song that it hits different it's like you know the old festival memory you probably have some merchandise from some old concert like mm, that ownership it's truly different but in terms of like a technical part like side of it we've tried to like establish a type of a new standard of like how we can incorporate like super fluid streams so like this ownership becomes even stronger because right now when like everything with music streaming royalties has been kind of up in the air like it's very hard to predict when they're going to come it depends on the record label and the artist but like if you get put on that stream to each of the holders when you purchase the token like you can every second see how you're gaining that music streaming royalties like it's not in our hands anymore it's in your hands and you're getting it every second And, you know, we hope that this can be like the new standard go-to for music streaming NFTs. Exactly. Okay. So, so the, the whole idea here is like you go in and every second, second you see that your royalties are just ticking in and they're claimable directly. So like, it's, nothing, it's nothing that you need to wait for a certain amount of time in order to claim them or anything we can take back. It's just pure deposits, essentially, which is, you know, quite groundbreaking, I'd say. It is. It is actually really cool, um, and so that's why I wanted to. I'm happy you guys doubled down on this, uh, Oscar, because it's uh, it's something um, I was curious about uh, before coming, bringing you guys up here, uh, and and when I, we were just kind of like betting through uh, through what you guys were doing, um, and so you talked about um, you know <laughs> the next song, your your drop, right? Ric Flair drip uh, with yeah. Offset, Metro Boomin, Twenty One Savage. So how does one mint that? Yeah, so I mean, we have some different phases. So you, you minted on anotherblock.io. Um, and now we, the first ones who are going to be able to mint, um, it's interesting you talked about PFPs before because we did a, a really small PFP drop with about 100 PFPs uh, just for you know, our really, really early supporters. So the first ones who are going to be able to mint are the owners of, of one of those PFPs. And then anybody who owns one of our previous drops, it doesn't matter if you own one or, or 10, will be able to mint uh, one out of this. So we're going to do 1,000 NFTs for Rick Fedrip. And then it's the allow list. Uh, and that starts at, at 7 p.m. UTC, UTS. So UST, sorry. <laughs> uh, so that, you know, to get on the allow list, uh, I'd suggest, you know, popping in an entry on the link here in the tweet. Uh, and we'll select some of you from there. We have some other raffles going around too, but I mean, the safest way obviously is to pick pick one of our old drops um, from from OpenSea or from our own marketplace. And uh, and just as a reminder, um, our latest drops have, have sold out really really quickly. So we try to to, to say to everyone to, to to you know be on time so that they'll and we try to put it on a time that actually works for for most of our markets. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. Okay, okay. And I like that, the, the 100 PFPs. I think, by the way, like I, we've talked about that a lot on the show, but also like dropping like very smaller amount of PFPs and just like growing from there and like just keep like rewarding, you know, your holders and your community as you go and making, 
maybe uh yeah and we maybe try make it more yeah all the time yeah i agree and we try to experiment all the time with different utilities so we have a whole, whole bunch of them now and then we see you know what what do people like what do people you know get excited about obviously this was was really really popular so so that you know teaches us something because we're all about like the, the main utility obviously is the royalties you receive but we want to give more always so we try yeah. to figure out, you know, what's the utility we can give, but that's also transferable, you know? Mm. If we would say that, yeah, you get a meter greed or something, you know, what happens to holder number 20, you know? So it's it's quite a challenge, I'd say, but, you know, we, we always keep on banging our heads together on, like, how, how can we bring real utility that's also transferable? Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay, cool. Exactly. Um, I like- also, like, the PFP is also the kind of the season pass. So that's going to grant you, like, for the whole season two, like season one has been very much also like experimenting kind of like looking at artists producers but also it's been kind of focused on edm r&b kind of style but now we're getting into like hip-hop and i know big mish is really excited about that yeah (laughs) yeah i mean the name says it (laughs) you know um no excited yeah i mean you should be this is this is a lot of fun you guys are you guys are building something cool i mean I, i listen i I'm a fan of people coming to the space and try to build something cool. Um, I talk about this every day. Um, and so you guys posted the pre-mint. It's on your Twitter. Uh, I pinned it at the top earlier when you guys came on. So if anyone's you know generally interested into this and you're listening in the audience, uh, you can uh, you can definitely check it out. I guess my last question before we take off here. I mean, um, what is you know what do you how do you think you will uh, affect the music industry with this? I think I think so many ways. I mean, from from the consumer perspective, just like Oscar says, like so many people are going to feel emotionally attached to the music they get to own, but they're also getting access to a really good asset class that they haven't had access to before. So they're going to be more well off. And for, for the music industry, I think on so many levels, so say that in, in five years, there's a really big open market for music rights. Then a new artist that comes you know, on the block doesn't need to sign a really aggressive label deal where they give away 80% of the rights. They could actually just sell a smaller part to the public and you know, use that money to maybe pay a label service for marketing or something like that, right? So we really think that this can turn things upside down. And on the shorter run, I think it will teach uh, uh, artists and producers what points are actually worth, which will you know, give them some more power when they negotiate with labels. That's really cool. Well, congratulations, uh, Big Mish. Congratulations, Oscar. Um, you know, um, excited for you guys. What uh, for? What you guys got coming up? And, and of course, thank you for coming and partnering with us uh, on the show this morning. And so, definitely check him out if you're seeing a replay. Uh, it's Big Mish on, on Twitter, B I G G G M I C H, and then Another Block, which is obviously there uh, the name of the company. So check out Another Block um, for uh, for the drop. And with that, with that, with that. That closes another great episode of GM Web Three on Rock Thanks Radio tomorrow, us, dude. Thank you for coming, man. It was fun. You guys are you guys are great. I love to hear people just building shit. That's all. That's what I'm all about. That's what I that you know <laughs> that, literally, literally what I'm all about. So, and it makes me happy. We're actually giving away three Rock Radio Genesis NFTs for our holders. No way. Yeah, you are. We are. I didn't know yeah, that. We are. Well, <laughs> it's yeah. a nice little surprise. No way. Well, those are those. Wow, that's actually cool because, you know, that's cool. Let's keep my announcement for tomorrow. But, yeah, <laughs> shit. I mean, that's going to age really well as a giveaway uh, to your holders. Holy shit, I genuinely did not know that. JC, yeah, I guess JC didn't know either. It's really cool. 
um, that you guys are going to do that. So three lucky holders of another block are going to be even luckier, uh, I guess, uh, exactly. once you guys are doing this. Oh, my Black God, this me. is fine. Yeah, it's um, that's uh, that's really, really cool. All right. Well, with that, with that, with that, Mando Osef, I'm fucking starving. So please meet me downstairs. Uh, effective immediately. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go grab some lunch, uh, and uh, and we'll see you on Metaverse Miami. Um, OSF is gonna be on stage at two p at one p.m. I'll be on stage at two p.m. and again it's four thirty p.m. and Amanda's gonna be on stage at four fifteen p.m. as well. Uh, and with that, with that, with that, I hope you all have a wonderful day. We'll see you all tomorrow morning with the one and only Hayden Adams, founder and CEO of Uniswap on Rug Radio, ten thirty a.m. Eastern Standard Time, seven thirty a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Peace out. Thank you. It's peace a beautiful out. day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. On this beautiful day, good morning to every with Morocco, San Fernando, streaming live from Miami. And it's all on road radio. It's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. Rock Radio.